of Hope is dedicated to making a difference in the lives of people with cancer, diabetes, and other serious illnesses with a mission of transforming the future of healthcare by turning science into a practical benefit. Hope into reality. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. Osteoporosis is a condition in which bones have weakened and are more likely to break. Fractures from osteoporosis can result in pain and disability, and you need to be thinking about prevention no matter what your age or medical history. My guest today is Dr. Ozar Kozravi. She's an endocrinologist at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kozravi. So tell us about osteoporosis. First of all, what is it? Thank you very much. Um, So osteoporosis is uh, part of metabolic bone diseases, and it's a condition that um, weakens the bone. Um, the structure of the bone changes such that uh, with less uh, trauma, um, sometimes a simple fall um, from the level ground, um, fracture happens. And there are certain parts of the skeleton that are more uh, prone to such fractures, say, or the hip, which are the more important um, sites that we are concerned about in terms of um, consequences. So who's at risk for osteoporosis? We tend to think of it more in women, but but men can get it too, yes? Correct. Um, I mean, the truth is still um, 80% of these fractures happen in women, Um, but you're absolutely right. Men are uh, the group um, in which it's usually neglected. uh, it's less discussed and less uh, treated. Um, men tend to have um, the condition about a decade later than usually women get. So if we say for women, um, they're at a high risk uh, postmenopausally, say after age 50 in general, um, for men it usually happens 10 years later. So how does cancer treatment, and you're an endocrinologist at City of Hope, how does cancer treatment affect bone loss? Hugely. So um, usually we tend to say it's a condition of older people, depending on what kind of cancer and what kind of treatment they go through, um, it it causes bone loss. So um, what happens is normally, um, normally, People accrue bone until age about 25 or even 30, especially in men. So uh, whatever happens before that age um, doesn't allow the bone mass um, that needs to be uh, put on the skeleton to be there. So they tend to lose it earlier, later. So um, there are certain cancers, especially the blood cancers, say leukemia, lymphoma, multiple myeloma. Um, Cancers that happen in the bone marrow affect um, bone much more than other types of cancers. So it could be um, a uh, child with uh, leukemia, and sometimes the presenting symptom is actually vertebral fractures. Um, So if it is a kind of cancer that affects Uh, sex hormones or um, affect puberty, that also has huge effect. Actually, the highest uh, risk for bone loss happens in premature um, women, uh, I'm sorry, uh, in premature uh, uh, menopause. So that means if 
the uh, if a woman goes to menopause as a result of chemotherapy before age 40, that um, it causes 7% bone loss in one year, which um, is about 15 times higher than that woman at that age would have gone through um, just normally. So um, the other treatments um, that affect sex hormones, say uh, treatments for prostate cancer, also have huge effects on the bone. Um, A lot of chemotherapy, radiation therapy, steroids that are used as part of uh, chemotherapy transplant also um, triples uh, risk of bone loss, um, especially immediately after transplant. So a lot of cancer therapies uh, cause bone loss, but also changes in the lifestyle. They have a lot of uh, days of uh, bed rest. Um, Their diet changes during uh, those treatments, their physical activities. So all these uh, culminate in a lot of bone loss. Dr. Kosravi, if testosterone in men, say with prostate cancer, if the goal of that treatment is to lower that level of testosterone, which can, you know, grow prostate cancer, where is that fine line of worrying that it's now diminishing bone density, like Lupron or one of these, while you're treating them for cancer? Right. I mean, prostate cancer specifically has a tendency to go to bones when it metastasizes. So that's one uh, huge risk for fracture right there. These are usually older uh, men. So um, they um, already are at risk of uh, bone loss even without prostate cancer. And then you add um, the low testosterone to the treatment, and a lot of them do get radiation uh, therapy. So all of these cause a lot of bone loss. And again, in men, even with prostate cancer, even if they're going through uh, what we call androgen deprivation therapy, which is uh, one of them is Lupron, as you mentioned, um, they are at, at high risk. And still, they are usually a group of cancer patients that get the least of um, attention in terms of osteoporosis. In addition, I have to say, a lot of these treatments that we offer for osteoporosis also um, lower the risk of metastases to bones or even recurrence of cancer. So it has some positive effect on the cancer itself. Um, and for that reason, we, are, uh, uh, we have lower threshold to start uh, patients on treatment for osteoporosis when they have cancer. That's very cool what you just said about the fact that it can help actually reduce the amount of metastases into bone. So what are these treatments that you're talking about? Are they lifestyle? Are they medication, a combination? Yes, a combination. So we always, always start with uh, lifestyle. That's our our, um, golden opportunity to reach patients, um, to have them uh, change gears to a healthier uh, lifestyle. So the foods that are rich in calcium, um, uh, especially vegetables, uh, dark leafy green uh, vegetables like uh, chard, kale, and turnip green, um, those kind of vegetables, and broccoli have um, a good amount of calcium. Dairy, especially um, yogurt, has a lot of uh, concentrated uh, calcium, basically. Um, in terms of vitamin D, there are some food sources, say fatty fish, that are rich in both calcium and vitamin D. Egg yolks 
has some uh, vitamin D. But apart from that, if the food is not fortified, the food source of vitamin D um, are rare. Um, but sunshine, you know, is um, a one uh, way of um, getting vitamin D. Um, some patients end up um, needing vitamin D supplementation, but with calcium, I have to say the vast majority should be able to get um, from diet unless they are on a special diet that doesn't allow them. There are some treatments like steroids that doesn't allow the calcium um, and vitamin D to be assimilated um, into the body, so they usually need higher calcium and vitamin D supplementation or uh, more from the food. Um, exercise is a huge part of uh, lifestyle, um, and depending on patient's age and uh, physical fitness, um, they can be um, uh, starting from walking, any kind of weight-bearing exercises, or even better if they're able to do impact exercises. So any, any exercise that puts them um, uh, in anti-gravity mode, say, um, jumping, jump rope, uh, trampoline, these are really good for bone. Um, even if patients are older, they usually are able to do one-leg hopping. So they fold uh, one leg and hop on one leg and then the other side. Um, if they're doing it in a protected, you know, safe area, say in their home, they should be able to do that. Um, and then there are a lot of uh, um, other weight-bearing uh, exercises that patients can do. Weightlifting is a really good type of exercise. Um, there are um, other non-impact exercises, uh, say Tai Chi, that has been shown, especially in older population, to improve their balance and lower the risk of falls, which can result in fractures. Yoga has been shown to um, what we call strengthen the core and you know um, reduce uh, risk of falls, and also strengthens their muscles. These have been shown to um, improve bone density or at least maintain it. Um, there are, however, some exercises that are not weight-bearing um, and are not um, useful specifically for the bone. They're really good for other purposes, but not for the bone. Say swimming or even biking um, are not uh, particularly helpful uh, for bone. So, so now, do you recommend if a, if a person is going through cancer treatment, a man with prostate cancer, a woman with breast cancer, something... Do you recommend supplementation like magnesium, which instructs the calcium in the body so that they can absorb calcium more readily and use it? Do you recommend adding a supplement, a multivitamin, extra calcium, magnesium, vitamin D, any of these things? Usually not, unless I feel that they are not able to get it from food. Again, you know, for magnesium, um, if they're eating quite healthy, they not have a good amount of magnesium. So they should be able to get them um, from food. Uh, for calcium, there's some um, evidence, but controversial, um, that calcium supplementation, especially in men, might even be harmful, although not all studies have shown that. So I really try, when it comes to calcium, to convince them to get it from food. Magnesium supplementation, as far as we know, um, doesn't pose any harm. So if that's needed, it can be done. Um, multivitamin, again, if patients are eating healthy, honestly, they shouldn't be needing it if, they're, if they don't have any absorption issues. 
Now give us some of your best advice about postural-related issues with osteoporosis in the last few minutes here and really what you want people going through cancer treatments to know or the general population about osteoporosis. So um, we are trying to prevent fractures. So it's um, a preventive measure, and patients, um, since they might not have any symptoms, might not realize how important it is. Um, And we just talked about the lifestyle modifications, but there are treatments that, yes, they do have side effects, but they also um, cut the the risk of fractures by 50%, which is um, pretty good. The diagnostic modalities that we have, um, including DEXA scan, is widely available. Um, it's generally not expensive, covered by insurance, and it um, has very, very low radiation. So we have good diagnostic um, measures, um, good treatments, um, and I know that uh, there's a lot of concern about uh, risk of these treatments but you always have to balance uh, that with the risk of um, fracture and falls um, and consequences of osteoporosis in addition to the benefits that these medications have in terms of lowering the risk of um, cancer. So I urge people to um, um, ask their doctors once they reach, for even general population, once they reach 65 for women and 75 for men, everybody deserves to go through screening for osteoporosis, and if patients have cancer, um, after usually after the treatment um, is over or even before treatment is started, and that's the time to get a um, DEXA scan, even if the patient is very young, just to have a baseline and see where they are at the outset, so that we can we can plan um, the appropriate treatment um, so that they don't lose more bone as they go through the treatment. What great information from City of Hope. Thank you so much, Dr. Kosravi, for being with us today. You're listening to City of Hope Radio, and for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.